0: Uh, This next guest of ours uh, She doesn't need an introduction But I'm going to give her one anyway She was born in Cape Town She holds a dual citizenship in South Africa and the UK She began playing piano at the age of 11 And received her first recording contract at the age of 15 She matriculated at the Rustenburg School for Girls Matriculating in 1996 She earned an honors degree in politics, philosophy, and economics From the University of Cape Town in 2002 She is known as one of South Africa's most popular singer-songwriters Was 16... 16 top 10 radio hits, 4 international number ones, and 11 Sama nominations. She was named Most Stylish Entertainer at the SA Style Awards in 2008 and Most Glamorous Woman at the 2016. Glamour Awards, please welcome to the program now on the Miller Time Hotline, Miss Louise Carver. Good morning, Miss Carver.
1: Good morning. Wow. Good morning. I wish I was glamorous now. I'm very <laughs> not
0: glamorous. <laughs> yeah. Well, I don't think too many people are glamorous uh, currently. We're all uh, home and just being real, you know. But uh, I, I'm, I'm sure you're, you're, you're exactly. probably you're probably killing it, no matter what you're doing at home. So
1: that's very kind. My boyfriend just wants his sweaters back because. <laughs> Girls buy a small, but we actually want a large, yeah. so we take our men. Yeah. We just—I uh, was just—he said, "Why do you always take my jackets? My like puffer jackets, that's my comfortable, you know, my hoodies." And I said, Cause, yeah, because we can't bear to ask for a large, which is actually what we want." Exactly. So,
0: and you don't. And, <laughs> and you. are you, not taking. Yeah, and you're not taking it to wear outside. You just want to wear it around the house and be comfy. So, uh, yeah, I—I exactly. I, I know how that goes. <laughs> Uh, what are you doing to stay sane Louise Carver during this uh, lockdown time? I mean are you are you busy with music? Are you doing anything?
1: Yeah, thank thank goodness for music. Um yeah. I had two goals on New Year's Eve um drinking lots of oh, drinking lots of champagne and wine <laughs> drinking <two> kind of <laughs> two uh, New Year's resolutions. One was to get fit, which has not happened to Shame. be clear. Mm-hmm. Um, I know uh, that feeling. I I know how that and, goes. And the well, you still have six months. So. Yeah. I do, yes. No, I, I, I actually do still want that to be my... I want that to a resolution. I want that to be resolved positively. Um, and the second one was to do my next album. Um, I had fragments of songs that I had written mm. um, and I needed to have that time, that Mm -hmm. absolute alone time that a creative person needs, I need it. I I work very much alone. And when it gets to a certain stage, I bring in key people that I trust. And I've had that. So lockdown has been a real discipline musically for me because I get very distracted. I've got a jewelry business, which I've had for 11 years, Hmm. Um, opening new, well, I've got new stockists just before lockdown, um, which has come to a grinding halt. Um, I have a lot of things going on with eventing and i was thinking at the beginning of the year when i used to write an album before i had a company that runs events and everything it was nothing but the album and i need to get back to that mm. and i thought it's it's impossible I've got people working for me now and and um, now the impossible has happened. <laughs> so Fragments of songs. That sounds
0: like an album title. Fragments of songs. <laughs>
1: well, that is a very good. Answer. Do you also do that? What? I have Come band up with, names, I've got album titles.
0: I've got everything flow. You don't want you, you don't, don't want to you don't really want to see. You can take the word for it. You don't want to see what's floating around in my head uh, on a daily basis. <laughs> Um, you, uh, you write all of your own songs or do you uh, also collaborate? I mean, I know you collaborate with other musicians, but do you collaborate at the writing stage with other writers?
1: No, not really. The only person, um, that I've ever trusted and it is really down to a trust thing Hmm. because lyrically the, the lyrics are so important that, Mm -hmm. um, that what, I don't know, it's your poetry. So what you're saying is not in any way skewed by someone else and I'm not writing to be cool I never have been cool so I write <laughs> for a way of connecting with people mm, um, wow. in a really authentic way so the only person I've ever trusted was Joe Bermudas in the states yes. and uh only only because that a lot of how a lot of our words as South Africans don't translate to sure. um, in the US uh, in a pop dance genre yeah. mm-hmm. so he was, you know, he loved like Sunrise, he changed a few things mm-hmm. um, and I, I was able to get over that because I thought, yeah, we, we just want to all we want to do as musicians, as entertainers as radio, whatever, we're in the creative field is to reach people so if you, if there's any roadblock to that then you must just get over yourself so I let mm-hmm. him guide me uh, in terms of, you know, t- t- what what the kids are using in the dance genre.
0: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I no. don't know. And of so course, speaking about, like yeah. ghosting. <laughs> sorry, uh, let's say, um.
1: no, I was saying, speaking about being cool, you say you were never cool.
0: Yeah, we don't but agree you, with you. Yeah, I
1: know. And also, you got your first recording contract at 15. Yeah, surely that must have meant at 15, you were the cool girl at school. No, no, no. No. Um, In fact, my first hit was at 17 when I was in matric. Yeah. And it was social death. I mean, I didn't know my record label was releasing anything because my mum had said, please don't tell her anything. We need her to get through her matric exams. So um, I just arrived at school one day and um, I just, you know, it's a typical all girls school that Mm. it's tall puppy syndrome. Suddenly... You blended kind of. Well, I never really blended in, but um, uh, <laughs> you just got a bit too big for your boots. Mm, that's and my. The then yeah, you're gonna get you're gonna get not invited to any of the matric parties, and I was going to. I remember I was going to Cosmopolitan, you know, Woman of the Year, and not that I was getting wow. it then. I was a teenager, but yeah. I was going to all these fancy parties. But I know it sounds like oh, poor me, but I really don't <laughs> regret anything. But. All you want as a seventeen-year-old girl is to go to the matric parties, and yeah. I uh, didn't get any invites. And um, that's
0: that's my so. thought. You know, I'm just thinking jealousy has got to be huge, especially for a, for a girl in those in those days. Because I mean, girls are more, I think, um, competitive than guys. Guys yeah. are competitive, but in a different way. We we compete on the sport grounds and things. You guys compete with each other in, in a big way socially. And if they see one of you doing well, the rest of them kind of look and say. Yeah, you know, this this girl we can come how are we gonna compete with that? So we either ostracize her or we
1: Oh shame. I
0: mean is that does that how yeah, you felt?
1: Very much. And right until uh when I went to UCT for the first six months, mm. I'm not I'm not joking, I'd be standing in the line at the what was it, purple haze where all the good looking architectural students were. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm not stupid. Um <laughs> waiting to get my coffee and um and uh, I'd hear people singing uh, "Don't worry about it" behind me, and then I'd turn wow. around and then I mean it's just bizarre. But I mean I'm not. <laughs> it was just a lonely, lonely year. Yeah. And then I think people realised that oh, she's she really isn't. She doesn't think she's all that, mm. which I really never have, never will. Mm. And I, I, I kind of got it together and had an amazing time at UCT with an amazing group of people. But it, yeah. it was just the adjustment of like, does she think she's all that? And then yeah. oh no, she really is not. Oh. So it was, Shame. I think psychologically it would have been, I think my parents didn't know. I mean, no no one's a musician in my family, never has been. So how could they have known that maybe i could have done with a bit of a psychologist to you know it wasn't done then wasn't known then to just help ease into the change of Mm. you're a very private introvert person to now you're not and i think you know that 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 i would advise that for parents if their child is suddenly but it happened so quickly as well so they could could have been a flop you know and then there would have been no need for that maybe one for the other way like it's a failure (laughs) so (laughs) you were born in cape town and then you moved to rustenburg no no I was ne- I never lived in Rustenburg it's the school called Rustenburg oh. a lot of people have said that okay. um I didn't I didn't grow up in in Rustenburg um uh yeah it's of uh, Cape Town Cape Town in England um for my childhood oh, and oh wow. thank I goodness I came back from England yeah um So thank goodness. But yeah, yeah. (laughs) and then I left. (laughs) No, thank you. Yeah, Um, I agree. Yeah. So I grew up in I grew up England and Cape Town and uh, then made the big move when I was signed to Sony to Joburg. But that uh, must have been quite an experience
0: living in England. How long did you live there?
1: Oh well, I lived there for about three or four years when I was very young, so I don't remember it. Yeah. Um, from about nought, I was six months when I left Cape Town. Mm-hmm. My dad lost his job, so he got a job in England, mm-hmm. and then they came back because my mother hates England passionately. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so we came. Luckily, we came back, and at about four, uh, four wow. years old, So I don't remember any of that. I just don't remember it. And then when I was twenty-one, I left again, and I had my um. Oh, gosh, if you want a a diet, go to England with no money, walk the streets and just drink. uh, Remember, Starbucks coffee, uh, double. That's what I could afford. It was two pounds, I think. And I just pounded the streets. And um, I eventually, and this is what people don't get about music, is, Mm. you know, I wanted to be the next Alanis Morissette. I had all my Mm -hmm. rock and singer songwriter angst. Mm -hmm. And I got a number one with a Deep House dance track. with Kenny Hawks called Play the Game, which mm. went number one and um, led to another number one. I mean, I'm, I'm not giving you all the gritty, disgusting details of how poor I was, but another <laughs> number one with, I'd say, yes, which uh, was number one in Europe um, and uh, Russia. Not that I saw a cent from Russia because they don't mm-hmm. do copyright. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think you just get a suitcase of money and then you must just go away. <laughs> yeah, Vladdy,
0: I I Vladdy <laughs> comes by and drops you a suitcase of money and says, right, comrade, off with you.
1: <laughs> That's exactly why well, I did a live show in St. Petersburg um, about how many years now? About six years ago. Wow. And I got paid in, uh, in cash. Yeah. I had a bodyguard. Uh, he was from Siberia. It's the most wow. incredible looking human. <laughs> he looks Japanese but has the body of like, a, like an Arnold Schwarzenegger. You wow! Know, like that. Wow! You should have wow. filmed like that whole. Build. You should have <laughs> filmed that whole thing from the bodyguard I to mean, receiving the money. You to should the... have just had a cameraman
0: running around behind you. This sounds like a, the making of have... a great movie, or at least a reality show, or something. Living. Uh, it was mad. You could call it Living Louise. You know, uh, there's your title. Look at this. I'm giving you all kinds of stuff this morning. It's 26 minutes after 10 o'clock. That's a beautiful
1: o'clock. title. Now it, this is a beautiful title. I'm I think it's great. I think a pin in that one. Yeah. I think you
0: should just uh, chat afterwards, and we should just produce this thing. Uh, um, I, I did want to, to mention before I go into the, the, the other thing I want to mention, I'm, I'm from the States. So if you can tell by my voice, so I, I'm going to eventually get yeah. to your Boston story quickly. I want to mention that uh, in addition to being a. Uh, amazing singer and songwriter. I mean, when I first came to South Africa, I think for the first time in 2009, your songs were playing on radio as one of the first uh, things that I associated with music in South Africa, along with the guys like Johnny Clegg oh. and and uh, oh. listening to Jack Aranda, listening to the stations I listened to when I was down in Cape Town. I don't remember what station I listened to there. I was, I was all over the country in three weeks when I first came here. Um, sure. But you're also an entrepreneur, and you know something about uh, owning a small business. Uh, you you mentioned it already the the jewelry business. Tell us about that. Yeah. How, well, oh, and tell us a, about how you go from music to jewelry. By the way.
1: Well, it was everything with me. I never force. It just kind of happens. Um, I was looking for merchandise that would mm-hmm. be, you know, my people that come and watch me expect good wine. They expect um, good food yeah. and mm-hmm. a beautiful evening. And I, I, I I expect coffee. I realized that. And, coffee well, <laughs> that's a given yeah 100%. I mean, hey that's not a bad idea bring out a coffee a carver's coffee it, yes. there you go Who look knows? at this i mean
0: i think we need to this, stop talking on air because we're going to give our, our secrets away <laughs> we're right? just giving
1: away all these ideas <laughs> right um so basically i took a look at my audience the people that have really do come in and enjoy the shows and they're not um i did try a t-shirt range and um, I made it kind of rocky, like what Prime Circle would do, or Just Ginger, yeah. and it didn't work because the ladies that come and watch me with their husbands, they don't want a rocking. They just, they just don't. They mm-hmm. just. Mm-hmm. I brought out these vests, and the la- one of the ladies, I was in Pretoria, and they, they are a little bit, you know, they, you know, I won't say any more, but <laughs> yeah, please say. They said more. to me, the lady, no, <laughs> the ladies are a little bit. Some of them are a little bit bigger, so they did mm-hmm. say to me, look, don't make vests because we don't like to show our arms. Mm. Oh, and um I, I triggered something. I thought i'm I'm targeting caps and t-shirts to an audience that would never buy a cap or a t-shirt, maybe a cap for the beach, but yeah. I've got a far more sophisticated crowd. Mm-hmm. not that there's anything wrong with not having, but just know your audience, yeah, at the 100%. same time uh a a jewelry uh wholesaler that was bringing in pearls from china just raw pearls came and said look would you wear some of our pearl designs and i went in there and i looked at them and they were not for me Mm -hmm. um but as i was kind of doing my polite i can say
0: i can see you wearing pearls
1: yeah (laughs) kind of like oh they're lovely but you know yes um I said, could you design things for me? Mm. And they said, absolutely. And that's where the the seed kind of started. I made these beautiful pearl cuffs, and it just grew from there. And then I started meeting other people in the jewelry trade, and I got into the Thailand and the Indonesia gemstones. And Mm. it just kind of grew naturally. And um, I met all the right people because people find out you're doing something, so they contact you. So it's been 11 years, Mm. um, and it's it's not been – you know, you think because you have a, a bit of a name and you can say, you definitely get yourself a meeting, but yeah. retail's retail. You know, if, if they don't want your, if you're not right or they don't want your stock or they've got too much stock, you're not mm-hmm. getting in. So it's, it's been a. Um,
0: it's got to be something that they think is going to move.
1: Learning curve. <laughs>
0: yeah, hundred percent. And I must say, I I popped over to your jewelry part of your your website when I was looking yesterday. You've got some incredible looking stuff on there. So you want to take that uh, take a look at that louisecarver.com. and I'll put obviously with the podcast later. We'll put all the the links up. Um, but it is some Thanks. really amazing stuff that you've got. And uh, so you don't have a you don't have like a, a a brick and mortar shop somewhere that you would normally sell this stuff from. Uh, it's all online. I used right? to, but mm. in
1: Parkhurst, but uh, yeah. but um, thank goodness I here. don't anymore.
0: Yeah, yeah. especially now yeah, because okay. I mean, yeah, there's so so many people are losing their businesses. I I spoke to a guy that I know that had a had a boxing gym for many years, eleven years or ten years. He said of his dream, uh, just he just had to close it due to the the current situation. So that's a very unfortunate. Oh, no. Uh, so many people Is that in Parkhurst? In, no, it's in um it's somewhere here in 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 uh Rudiport, I think. Um but it's okay. it's a, yeah, it's around. It's just it, it's very um it, it's very sad to see what's happening to to small businesses and that's why I brought this up because I it, it's probably a part of uh a part of your uh, your life that uh, maybe not everyone talks about with you on radio, but I thought well why not we like a no. small business here, so um me
1: too well you know that that's part of my show on the lounge sessions on mm -hmm, uh, mm -hmm. every sunday that i do Mm -hmm. it was just about animals in need because they do get forgotten um and so you know i i've been raising money every sunday for them but now i'm i'm wearing only south african designers on the show yeah and um i've told any small business that they contact me during the week and if they want to give away a voucher um so that it encourages someone to you know buy something then you know contact me 100%. it's all about that it's all about helping each other right now i think mm. we've never been nicer as south africans
0: <laughs> yeah that's this is true and we it's, really care. <laughs> it, it's very interesting to see what's going to emerge from this because i think in in the midst of unfortunate parts of people closing businesses there's also going to be some opening as well and i'm hoping that mm. uh, if if things go go right for for some people i know there's going to be some some great opportunities um absolutely you uh, back in January did a a Valentine's uh, special with uh Ard Matthews of course from Just Ginger. Um yeah. you you've been around you mentioned the the sessions you do on Sunday where where can we see those?
1: Um well, you can see them on my Facebook page Louise Carver Music one word mm-hmm. at 8:30 p.m. Mm-hmm. So after if you have That's night time, right? <laughs> It's wow! <laughs>
0: wow! <laughs> PM. Okay, just making sure because I'm not PM, up. PM,
1: baby. Eight thirty in the morning on a
0: zon- Well, actually, I usually am, but I'm usually just trying to Exercising. Be mindless. Yeah. Well, that's what I should be doing. Um, getting getting coffee and and going out for a, for a run or a walk and walking my dog Chewy and he takes me for a walk oh, and it's fun. Chewy. Yeah, you've seen Chewy on <laughs> Facebook. If, I- if, if not, I'll make, I'll make sure you get the link to all the... He's got an entire Facebook page now.
1: <laughs> oh, my goodness. So he's, well, you know that is my whole heart. Yeah. I've got three.
0: He's 10 years old. Um, you know, I brought him from, from the States. I adopted him at two years old in Detroit, and uh, I, I brought him with me because uh, no doggy left behind. That's, that's our motto.
1: No doggy uh, left behind. <laughs> that's a t-shirt right there. Absolutely. I love that. And you
0: can sell it in your shop, I'll I'll uh, I'll, I'll let you use it.
1: No doggy left behind. <laughs> I love that.
0: Yeah, it's uh, um, yeah,
1: no we love our dogs.
0: I, that, that's what really angers me when I hear people that move across town and they they want to rehome their pets and I'm thinking I brought my dog what? from the northern hemisphere to the southern hemisphere and you can't even take yours from from Joburg to Pretoria? Come on now. You know? Um, and, uh,
1: people people are uh i really am a, a i'm a very big optimist mm. to a fault um it annoys my boyfriend because he <laughs> is uh he's he's a, a bit more you know i don't even more of he's just a real realist, a realist I suppose, but a darker yeah, yeah. And, I, and i'm just this really uh, a painful um optimist <laughs> and um um yeah so I just I don't understand that mm. I don't understand cruelty on any form I never I never could get my head around that I don't how understand how people cruel. can abandon
0: an animal I mean you wouldn't abandon your your human child so why would you do it to someone that uh, really depends on you and that's a, that animals depend on us especially dogs cats you know. know, things that, Anyway um it's uh, I know
1: we could we could talk about that for hours Yeah well, this this is going to
0: be a, a, a episode 2 of the Louise Carver uh, <laughs> yeah. lockdown chats that we're going to do on military Time, uh, I did want to mention. Uh, I, I want to circle back to this because you, uh, you you did touch on it a bit, but um, you. Uh you popped on over to my home country and you uh, popped over to Boston and you uh, did a collaboration with DJ Joe Bermudez Bermudez yeah. from Beantown, yeah. Boston, home of the uh, the Red Sox, which is my uh, number two uh, baseball team of all time, only because I'm from Detroit and I love the Tigers. You have to. Um, but uh, this, this thing hit uh, number one, did it not, on the Billboard Dance Club uh, songs chart? It's, uh, of course, I'm talking about Sunrise.
1: And then we got a second one with crazy enough.
0: Yes, I have that. Um, uh, so we, I, I have that yeah, one so listed here too. <laughs>
1: ah, so, sorry, we, we're doing it sequentially. Sorry, yeah, <laughs> Jump the gun. Don't yeah. trust me with your jokes. <laughs> no, <laughs> it's that's fine.
0: I, I see. Um, <laughs> I should just let you ask. That you you should actually interview me. <laughs> no, it's cool. So
1: how 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 long were you in Detroit? <laughs> <I'm kidding>. <laughs> um, <laughs> I was born home there. M&M, right?
0: <laughs> yeah. In fact, I've driven down Eight Mile more times than I can tell. Oh, Strangely man, enough, I man. was in New what York City for some weird reason. I, I don't even like New York City, but I was in New York City when, his movie, Emin, when Eminem's movie, Eight Mile, premiered. And as I'm walking down uh, whatever, there's a marquee there, and I see Eight Mile, and I'm thinking, wow, Detroit follows me everywhere.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Come home. Yeah, we right. Don't go home. We we want you here. Come
0: home so someone can mug you, Detroit.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't going to say. I've, I've, no. But we're from jo- – well, Joberg is pretty – Real.
0: <laughs> yeah, it depends on where you're. Depends on where you're. But you're staying in Joburg now, right? You're you're still here. You haven't gone back to Cape Town?
1: Nope, I love Joburg. Yeah, um, Joburg is cool. I live Yeah, it is. It's it's like for me growing up in Cape Town, um it's very showy. It's like a supermodel. Mm. Um but <laughs> tricky to date.
0: <laughs> wow, I love it.
1: Never heard anybody describe it like that. And Quite how many coffees
0: uh, how many coffees have you consumed this morning? <laughs>
1: A two, but oh, I'm going it? for a third after this interview. Yeah. So so am I.
0: <laughs> uh, okay, so you uh, so you did this collaboration with Joe Bermudez, and and you hit number one, and you uh, and then you you did the other one. Did you do them at the same time? You did, didn't you? Because they come from the same album. Crazy enough on Sunrise.
1: Interesting enough, we didn't do it at the same time, but we we didn't release we released like two years apart. Oh. Sunrise took forever. Is it? Sunrise. We released and it was like a like wah, and, happened. <laughs> and then um, which it's so weird with music. Yeah. You can like release it and you think, this is it, here we go, and yeah. nothing happens. And then wow. two years down the line, mm-hmm. it started getting traction. You see, club world and radio world, two different totally things. different. Yes. Hundred um, percent. So it started to gather and, and it got momentum in uh, in the clubs, mm-hmm. and then radio then took a look at it again. And then it started to go. And then when I came over to promote Sunrise, um, because Joe said it's it's going, and so I flew <laughs> over. And then I <laughs> we did crazy enough mm. separately. So I did that in um, in a very basic studio in New England. Yeah. And uh, near where the witches were, like what is Salem. Now that's uh, where all the Salem. Yeah, yeah. right by Salem. So I did that, and then yeah, then <laughs> were the that witches one work? went.
0: You know, you, I can see you. You, 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 as a South African, know more about uh, American history than most Americans that I know. It's very interesting. Ten thirty-eight is the time we're talking to Louise Carver here on the Militime Radio Network. And uh, what else did you do while you were in the States? I mean, you were in Boston. Did you park your car in the yard? <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: I actually, Joe. Um, what did, Joe, we we shot a music video. That's yeah. what we did do. Yeah. Um, which was a lot of fun. If you if you look at I don't know if you've seen it, but crazy crazy enough music video is it. shot illegally through the streets of Boston. Illegally, That's what, we're running. Illegal. Um, that's what we
0: like to hear. That's uh, that's something that hasn't yeah. been done maybe since you two uh, <laughs> shot one of their videos in New York City, and the New York City Police Department said, "No, you guys have to get off the roof because you are you are killing the streets down here right now."
1: <laughs> I know that one. That's, yeah, that's beautiful. No, we weren't. Obviously, we no one cared. Um, mm. But uh, we just kept going and we shot it like two, two – uh, if only people were like, you guys, you guys, causing crowds. It's Louise Carver. Look, everybody. It's Joe Bermudez. <laughs> oh my God. I, had, I, had a, I had a few girls admire my cherry vintage dress, which I bought in Newberry Street in yeah. Boston. Wow. Um, that was about it. <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah, we, he, Joe is, Joe is uh, something else. He's, he is what – he's just work ethic. He mm. doesn't stop. I mean, he will make you do so many takes until you you lose your voice because mm. he he's just a perfectionist. So it's lovely working with him. I love him to pieces. He's how did you just, uh, How did you
0: get connected with him?
1: Well, that's a cool story. He came over to support David Guetta, um, and when he was on his way to do an interview. Uh-huh. With one of our big radio stations here, mm-hmm. he was driving. <laughs> he was driving there in, the ta- in a taxi, and um, he heard Pascal and pierce uh, and myself yep. do "Days Go By." Yep. And uh, he just decided that that's the girl that I want to work with. So he contacted my agency, and my agency said, "Do you want to go over and stay for two weeks with a guy called Joe?" And work with him and oh. i always say yes to that question <laughs> well, the first I've thing you should so have before life. you
0: said yes you should have said does he have coffee and is it good coffee and then if he says yes then you say yes i have to say boston <laughs> I have my ways
1: and means yeah boston <laughs> you, you
0: uh, if you're in boston you really have to watch because you can get some not so good coffee there but you can get some very good coffee um you just dunkin donuts is a good place to avoid uh in my i just i don't like coffee that smells like it's been sitting around all day on a on a hot plate
1: me neither
0: um but no, if you neither. If, if you do a little bit of uh scouting or you talk to some of the locals you can find usually the best place around places like that to get coffee are these mom and pop coffee shops they make uh very good blends and y- when you walk in a place whether it's a restaurant or anything you can tell immediately if the coffee's good or if it's been sitting around right
1: well give me your first what would be your first indicator
0: uh, the, the burning smell <laughs>
1: Oh, the burning smell yeah yeah that's,
0: yeah. that's,
1: a, that's a big telltale
0: yeah i i 've walked into so many restaurants um and you just smell that the, especially in the states where they have these bonomatic coffee machines and they brew the coffee a pot at a time and it sits there because it hasn 't been served in in twenty minutes or more. And if you walk in, I'll, I'll order coffee, but I'll say the first thing I want you to do is I want you to dump the pot that's there and make a fresh pot because that <laughs> stuff has been sitting. Otherwise, I don't want it. And uh, most of the time, filter coffee for me is just I'd, I'd, I'd give me a cappuccino or an espresso or something like that. I don't want to filter coffee that's been sitting around. It just. I will
1: not forget this conversation. Yeah, <laughs> coffee. If we ever get to fly again, yes. if we ever get to fly again, I will go straight there and I will say that just just do me a favor mm. i love that that's very american <laughs> it's it's not it's not impolite but it's very direct and it's yeah. just do me a favor just dump mm. the pot that you have there currently you can walk and then in make me a fresh one I, you can
0: walk in <laughs> i mean you you can immediately tell in in most restaurants that don't serve coffee as if you know if it's not a coffee shop that's why if i want a coffee i'll go to a coffee shop and get a proper coffee. Yes. Um, so it I is, agree. It is uh, 10.42. We're chatting to Louise Carver, and uh, I'm going to leave you here with... Uh, w- when we leave, I'm going to play a song, and I'm, I'm trying to decide whether I want to play didn't mean to call Sunrise crazy enough days ago, but I've got a bunch of them here, but I, I've played a few Ooh. of them already, so you, why don't you choose? Which song would you like well, to...
1: Well, because we spoke spoken about, uh, about Boston. Boston. I think we should go for... Uh, well, maybe sunrise. All right, Keep people
0: so going a bit. That's the one I have. Move as their a, bodies and the, move their bodies in the morning. Yes, it's a bit chilly. I went for my morning walk this morning, and I come back and I have to put my hands in the oven for ten minutes just to get warm. But uh, it's been lovely to <laughs> lovely to chat with you. And uh, I hope whenever the life returns to normal, we can get you to come into the studio and uh, just chat love with us. That.
1: I will bring the coffee.
0: Bring the coffee. Yeah, we've got. Uh, well, if if you come, to, If you come to the radio station, uh, we've got coffee downstairs at uh, Radio Today. At uh, Dapio Zero it does a pretty good cappuccino. But if you have something you want to bring <laughs> us, please feel free. We love coffee. Especially the oh. me part of we. Um, this Sunday night, 8.30 p.m., you can uh, catch her uh, Louise Carver, what do you call it, lockdown sessions? What are you calling it?
1: Well, no, that's a good name. <laughs> <laughs> but it's actually, <laughs> it's the lounge session. The lounge which, which sessions. Me sound like I'm, uh, it sounds like I'm drunk when I say it. Lounge yeah, sessions. I can't get session. the J to the S. It's a change. But it, anyway, I'm not. I'm lounge so sessions.
0: It sounds like you're in Vegas and you're gonna come out with a you know, you're gonna have a guy in a Hello. tuxedo Hey baby, how you and a wig. Got Louis Carver coming <laughs> your way now, baby. The lounge <laughs> sessions.
1: <laughs> like a jazz club. Oh, I wish I wish <laughs> something sparkly. Well, I do. I do dress up. I, yeah, I, I, it's the it's the time that my makeup gets an airing, mm. and I put on a dress like I would be doing if I was at a live show. If you were going out, and I make an effort.
0: Yeah, you. Yeah, yeah
1: like I, as if I'm going out, and I, it, it feels good. Yeah, it, my boyfriend does a double take. He says, like, "Here you are. <laughs> ah, yeah.
0: Who've I been living with the last six Hi. weeks? Shame, but do we?" <laughs> Luis <laughs> Carver thank you very much for chatting to us and uh, we'll, we'll definitely do this again and we'll definitely take you up on that coffee, uh, coffee um, oh, I'd love it offer alright thank you very much yes. here's uh, Luis Carver with DJ Joe Bermudez it's been great it's been very we, we went longer than we were gonna but it's fine because you're fun to talk to so.
1: we've made friends
0: absolutely 100% <laughs> and and Chewy, Chewy wants to meet you as well so uh, we'll make sure he's in the studio <gasps> too or whatever
1: Oh, but, uh,
0: I'm surprised he hasn't okay, barked. He's guys. sitting right behind us on the couch. He's not. He's not barked at all during this time. It's ironic.
1: Oh wow. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well I'm going to look out for pictures of him on Facebook.
0: Yeah, we'll. Uh, I need to
1: see this this face.
0: He need, He needs a. He needs a haircut. But I'll. Uh, I'll. I'll send you a link to his. Don't uh, we
1: all? Don't we all? <laughs> I'll send
0: you a link to his page. Yeah, we definitely do. I'm. I'm actually thinking about cutting my own now, but that's another story for another time. Louise Carver, thank you very much. Thank you. <laughs> Here's sunrise.